Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio Double Homes, and everything will be taken care of. Find out more. Mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome in to this January 3rd edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us here on this Tuesday afternoon as EPAC basketball conference play begins tonight. We'll have Jefferson hosting Martinsburg. Uh, guys, it's going to be a big one tonight to start the season yeah i mean huge game anytime these two teams get together tonight to start uh you know when it's jefferson and martinsburg obviously a big rivalry um programs that have either been the or have been the dominant programs in the epac really over the years and um you know this year jefferson is a veteran team have a ton of experience ton of talented players and Jaden gladney Will Shively, Wyatt Shively, Jamari Jenkins. So they have a, a very experienced group there. On the other side, it's really just returning from Martinsburg is Avion Blackwood, but they saw great performances from Clark and they saw uh, some emergence from some young players. So I think, um, you know, I think it's going to come down to can Blackwood and Clark really keep the pace of the game offensively for Martinsburg uh, to keep up with that high powered really deep Jefferson team because the other players on the dogs haven't shown to this point to be big scorers. I think Chase Shipley has potential to potentially, uh, you know, get you in double figures, maybe uh, Wemby as well. But, um, you know, they're, they're kind of – they don't have as much firepower right now that Jefferson has, but I still think that it's an exciting matchup. It's a big rivalry game, and it's a great opportunity if you're Martinsburg to – pull off a huge upset and for jefferson you want to set the tone for epac play that this is still your conference and you still run things around the eastern panhandle and that's where i was going to go with is the fact that jefferson it seems like now is control in control excuse me of the eastern panhandle athletic conference i mean after the game friday we even heard it from coach rogers of martinsburg and it was i feel like a pretty powerful statement we used to be the team that ran this conference and had control of this conference and now we don't and obviously they want to get it back which makes tonight even more exciting because the first opportunity for martinsburg is going against jefferson who does have control especially after how good they looked last year against martinsburg absolutely dominating dominating them in the meetings this year though part of me feels like it could be the same because when you look at the matchup Jefferson has the size. Jefferson has the experience. And I feel yeah. like the style of play that we're going to see tonight will be controlled by Jefferson, which, again, gives them the advantage. But on the other side, part of me is feeling like it might be a little bit closer because of the way we saw these two teams play at the Martinsburg Fieldhouse in this Skip Fowler Memorial Classic last week and trying to compare the games that we got to see with both teams and when you look at those, I feel like it might be a little bit of a more even matchup than last year. It, I mean, it's hard to tell. 
Yeah, it just is hard to tell. As example, you know, Millbrook was a close game for both teams. So, and Martinsburg beat, beat Millbrook and Jefferson beat Millbrook. So I think from that perspective, you know, if you're comparing scores and stuff like that, it could be a close game tonight, despite the fact that you would argue that last year's Martinsburg team, at least heading into the season, um, I guess you knew more about them. They had more talent and you thought that they would be better than what they have this year heading into the season. But still, I think this young group is, is got a lot of potential. And you got to remember, too, Martinsburg beat Millbrook in a close game without Clark, who ended up coming out the next night and looking like the best scorer on the team besides Avion Black with what he's able to do. Obviously, we know he has the experience. So they have that one-two punch in the backcourt, I think, that will be enough potentially to keep them in the game tonight but you got to stay out of foul trouble if you're blackwood you gotta have him on the court i think to have a real chance because he's their best all-around player best on ball defender so whoever they put him on whether it be gladney or jenkins in the backcourt for jefferson uh you know they have the length on martinsburg to cause some problems defensively so we'll see but they gotta get better in transition than what they did the other night against uh light ridge and millbrook um so We'll see how things go, but I think Martinsburg has a chance uh, to at least make things interesting compared to last year, But uh, especially if it being the first EPAC game, you know, still very early in the year. Yeah, I would tend to agree with that. And, you know, we talked about this Jefferson team last year. They were undefeated in the regular season. They already have two losses. So on paper, this matchup is already closer than it was last year, right? Yeah. yeah, that's something that we can mutually all agree upon. I think it'll be how does uh, Jefferson control the pace of play tonight? Because they seem to be a team that can play very fast, also very slow. And I think that that could be a big catalyst in the game. I, I think they play fast. I think they really up the defensive pressure as well, just like last year when it comes to a full court press. And Ken Martinsburg break that press then becomes the question and we know from the games that we got to see Martinsburg the one that they lost was because of a lot of turnovers Mm -hmm. so that leads to the question do we see that tonight or are they able to break the press and right now I think I'm leaning more towards Jefferson's going to cause a lot of turnovers because of the athletic guys that they have going up against the athletes that Martinsburg has I think Jefferson still has the advantage. Yeah, Martinsburg's got to be really precise with their passes. Uh, I think that's definitely an issue that we saw in both games of the Skip Fowler tournament were just kind of silly turnovers. And you're playing Jefferson, that can't happen because they're going to get out and transition and either get hit a three or get an easy layup. Um, and I think Jefferson, too, the way they lost that last game, that, that, that one's going to be in the back of their mind heading into this one. So I think Jefferson comes out tonight and, and plays, you know, a really good game especially playing on their home court should be yeah. a big crowd the cougar cage um students should be out because obviously it's martinsburg so that just brings extra attention to the game so i think um you know it, it should be a fun atmosphere should be a good game um from that perspective but we'll see how these teams match up i think obviously the younger team being martinsburg you would you would give the edge to jefferson heading in uh but it's an opportunity to prove us wrong and go out there and you know get a huge win or at least be really competitive against a team that you weren't competitive last year with at all. So, 
Yeah, that coverage tonight for our game will begin around 7 p.m. with tip-off slated for around 7.30. Look at some other stuff going on in the EPAC tonight. Hedgesville travels to Washington to open up conference play. On the girls' side, Spring Mills hosts St. James out of Maryland. And then uh, we'll just have a flip reversal or roll reversal for the girls as Martinsburg will host Jefferson on the girls' side tonight. Uh, it's looking to be a uh, good night of EPAC basketball. It's Hedgesville, Washington. That's boys, correct? Yes. Yeah, that should be a interesting game for Washington. It's kind of similar to the game we have. Uh, you have a veteran team that you have high expectations for, and then a Washington team that you don't have a ton of expectations for, but they are playing at home and uh, have built built a little bit of momentum recently. But this will be a big challenge for them in Hedgesville, and then those other games we talked about them yesterday. Uh, you know, it's good girls basketball early in the year. So looking forward to uh, this week. Like we said yesterday, you know, this is when the season really starts to get intriguing because you know a lot about the opponents. Um, you know the quality of play that you're getting in each game. You expect to be pretty close. Yeah, even though when it comes to non-conference games, we've gotten first impressions of this team or of all these teams that kind of gets thrown out of the window come conference time you want to have a very good first impression against the opponents that you're more familiar with because yeah obviously we say that year in year out these teams know each other but it's a clean single year too because of seniors graduating jv players now becoming varsity players or varsity players continuing and growing or even freshman stars that you haven't got to see before so first impression starts tonight for your eastern panhandle athletic conference opponents and that's why you want to be dominant tonight if you're jefferson if you're hedgesville against teams that you're expected on paper to beat yeah i mean that's a good point right there and uh how we uh end the first segment on that note segment sponsored in part by Parsons Ford, Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll uh, talk a little college hoops. Uh, West Virginia. Colin, what's your, we'll get your state on the West Virginia Mountaineers after going starting 0-2 in conference play. Plus, we'll look at Shepard football. More players getting honored after this two-minute break. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR Martinsburg and TV 10. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. 
Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Segment sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding. Outdoor living and his family owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way. Also online at Orsini's.com. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you today as always. Um, Colin, were you tuned? I don't think you were tuned in. I was tuned in, which is weird. I tuned into the uh, first half and then... Went to switch over, saw the end of the Rose Bowl, which was pretty cool to see, and then also um, Monday Night Football, which we'll talk more about later. Well, West Virginia did not look good last night, and it was really foul trouble at the end of the night that uh, really screwed the pooch for the Mountaineers, Colin. Surprise, surprise, whenever they still dominate when it comes to Rebounds. They can't hit free throws. They, again, struggled from three-point land and fouls. Even though Oklahoma State had four more fouls were an issue. Turnovers, they cleaned up a little bit more, but they still had more than Oklahoma State. So 0-2 in the conference. Obviously not the way you want to start, but you knew it was going to be tough. As I said yesterday, I was more worried going into last night than I was earlier on in the week about Oklahoma State just from seeing how well they did against Kansas. So does it surprise me? No. Does it frustrate me? Still yes, because arguably, even though the Big 12, I say each time on here is the toughest conference in men's college basketball, those are arguably the two easiest conference games that you'll have yeah. this year. Granted, it was on the road, so that does add a little bit of a tougher value to it. But when it's Kansas State and Oklahoma State, you got to beat those guys. Yeah, and, and they didn't. And when you kind of look at the numbers here, you're not going to win a Big Twelve conference game when one team shoots forty eight percent and the other team shoots thirty six point five from the field from three. 31.3 to 27.8. Not a huge margin, but the biggest margin there. It's a seven-point ball game, right? Uh, West Virginia was 17 for 28 from the charity stripe. Uh, Oklahoma State, 12 of 17. 11 misses for the Mountaineers. Yeah, it's been a struggle. So. And then yesterday we talked about this on the show. You know, you fall to 0-2 against arguably 
the two uh, teams, I guess, that you would have the least expectations for in the Big 12 that are still quality teams. But then after that, you have Baylor and Kansas coming to uh, Morgantown. So at least you're in Morgantown for those games. But, I mean, those are the two teams that are typically either the best or top three, at least, in the Big 12 year in and year out. Then you have to go to Oklahoma, then TCU and Texas. So, I mean, when does that first Big 12 win come? I mean, you could pull off an upset any time in college basketball, but still, on paper, it's a very tough uh, next few games and really, obviously, rest of the schedule. You still have your Big 12 SEC Challenge where you're going to take on Auburn. So this is not an easy slate of games uh, for the Mountaineers coming up. And to drop these two to begin the conference play really puts you behind everybody else. And, uh, you know, those were two that you'd like to at least split, but you, you think you have a chance at winning both. And now it's there's definitely some concerns about you know, how good this team is, and can they find a way to pull off some upsets and, and find their way into the tournament come March? Yeah, and just looking at some numbers here, West Virginia was led by Eric Stevenson, 17 points, four rebounds, two assists, 16 points from Trey Mitchell, along with seven boards and two assists, nine rebounds and four points from Jimmy Bell Jr. Emmett Matthews, eight points, no assists, three rebounds, Kadrian Johnson with just four points, a board, and a rebound. It's kind of not not looking good there. Toussaint throws in just three points, and overall not a good scoring night for the Mountaineers. Uh, here, let's hear Tony Caridi's take on the, in today's Mountaineer Sports Report. Certainly was not the road trip that West Virginia had hoped for to start Big 12 conference play. In Stillwater, Oklahoma, the Mountaineers rallied but still fell to the Cowboys of Oklahoma State, losing by a final score of 67-60. to West Virginia actually outscored Oklahoma State in the second half, 38-36, to but the first half was the problem. West Virginia went into the locker room, trailing by nine points after committing 11 turnovers in the opening half of play. West Virginia simply shot the ball poorly in the opening half, just 32% from the field, and did not help themselves at the foul line where they were four out of eight. Meanwhile, Oklahoma State shot the ball at 48% from the field in the opening half. Second half, Cowboys came out. They built on that nine-point lead, took it up to 13 points with a considerable amount of time left in the game. But West Virginia started rolling, thanks in large part to Eric Stevenson. The transfer from South Carolina hit three consecutive three-pointers and put West Virginia on top. But Stevenson battled fouls all night long. He received a technical foul for an unsportsmanlike gesture after his third three-point shot and then a few moments later fouled out of the game. Without Stevenson on the floor in the waning minutes, West Virginia missed six of its last seven shots while the Cowboys finished the night making four of their last five. 67-60 is the final score. Oklahoma State over West Virginia. Next up for the Mountaineers, the Kansas Jayhawks in Morgantown Saturday night. That is today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. Thanks, Tony. Tony Creedy there from the Mountaineer Sports Network with the Mountaineer Report. Um, Kansas this Saturday, number three in the country. Colin, I'm surprised you guys aren't going to that game. 
I already told you we already have different yes, plans that day. But, but I'm if surprised we that wasn't the pl- plan. If we already didn't beginning. have the plans before that, 100% would be going to that game. So, but still, we'll be uh, tuned in as it's on, a can we, family rivalry for my family. So. What happened with the technical foul? Is that what you're going into? Yeah, I, I didn't get to see that part. That was in the. Uh, but apparently, Eric half, Stevenson about it. is yeah. one infraction away from being dismissed. So, I, I don't know. That is big news. That's actually a re- very big news. Big yeah, because he's the leading scorer. Bob Huggins said, quote, it basically cost us the game, end quote. Yeah. Th- there was something there. I, I didn't get to see it, so I have no comment on it, really. But technical fouls are, especially late in That's the game, great. in those situations when it's a close game, not good. Yeah. Nick, any take on any of this? I mean, I, I kind of already gave my uh, opinion on where the Mountaineers go from here, but um, I didn't know about the technical situation there. So he, he would be dismissed from the team then if he gets another one? That's what Huggins said, that he'll do it. Wow. Well, then he's not going to get another one unless he really just has no common sense. Yeah, who so, knows? Well, that's we'll how you to... fix your problem yeah. if you think it's a problem. Hey, you'll be gone from the team. Well, that's pretty easy to fix, right? Yeah. Also, why does Big 12 scheduling not make any sense to me? I don't know. Am I just used to, like, the same couple days a week playing? Because they go, what, they go Saturday, Monday. It's all about TV scheduling. Yeah. Saturday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. Marshall was in Conference USA, so they weren't on TV, so they could do whatever they want. They'll be on TV. They're not in Conference USA anymore. They're in the Sun Belt. That's true, but same team there. Power 5 Conference. The Sun Belt. That's usually what it is, though, I feel like, is Monday, Wednesday, Saturdays, basketball. I don't know. I'm just used to that. Thursday, Saturday. Thursday, Saturday. Meh. But sometimes you got to be on Super Tuesday. Yeah. What about that? No, I don't think there's Super Tuesdays for the Big 12. I think they usually go ACC that route, I think. I don't know. I don't know much about the Big Monday. Why wouldn't they do it with the best conference in college basketball? Big 12. I don't know. Uh, I want to publicly do this on the radio, even though we did it personally. Uh, Happy birthday, Dylan. Was he asking for us to do it publicly? No, apparently Miranda Miranda sent him something and then copied us in it. So I wanted to give him a shout out on the radio, even though we already did have a text chain. It was a funny interactions within the text chain. All right, let's move on. Something that he talked about. Yeah. The Shepard Rams football team. More accolades coming for them uh four players have been named to the 2022 d2football.com elite 100 team senior offensive lineman joey fisher was a first team selection wall quarterback tyson bajit senior tight end brian walker junior and junior running back ronnie brown were all second team choices uh how the heck is tyson bajit not an elite 100 first teamer i don't know it could have to do it how many quarterbacks were first team is it just be one? Two. Yeah. Because if, if it's just, it's one, just one, then obviously the Harlan Hill winner gets it. Yeah, I That's guess. true. But congratulations to him. Well-deserving. We were talking about it a bit off the air. Obviously, those four guys, not only well-deserving, but was surprised of maybe a fifth or a sixth not yeah, being I, on there. Kyle Smith not being yeah, on there was kind of surprising. But, um, you know, we know that he gets overlooked at times for these awards, but – I mean, congratulations to those four guys. I think all of them have 
potential to maybe make it into a pro league. Uh, Brian Walker standing at 6'5", 240 pounds. I mean, that's NFL size for a tight end, and he had a great season. So depending on how he tests, uh, I don't think the NFL necessarily, but maybe the XFL and then maybe one day finding his way into the NFL um, isn't out of the realm of possibility with his size and potential speed, and we've seen what he can do in the open field. So, um, And we know, obviously, Joey, Ronnie, and Tyson are all, uh, you know, guys that are considered for the draft already and probably one of them will be selected in Bajant, maybe two, so we shall see, but um, it's it's good to see that Shepard's getting some recognition, even though there yeah. are a few guys that we think could have been on there, but it, it's top 100 players in all of Division two college football that's very tough to to make it so yeah and i think when you look at joey fisher he may have a better chance to actually get drafted than one might think because he's going to participate in two senior bowls basically two bowls dedicated to senior players trying to get drafted that being the hula bowl which is coming up here in 11 days and then at the end of the month he'll participate in the nfl pa collegiate bowl so those two get him the kind of Exposure that could get him to be a late round draft pick or somebody that signs immediately after the draft as an undrafted free agent. And to add to that, obviously the pro day that Shepard will be having, and then hopefully if he impresses in those two senior bowls, maybe even an invite to the combine. I think that would have to already be sent by now. You think? Yeah. Tyson already got his. I know. Tyson already got his. They've already been rolling out throughout the last couple weeks, so I don't think they... Maybe it could still be a And the combine might be before those games, but I'm not 100% The combine? Is that before those games? No, the combine's always in April. Okay, I don't know, man. Or March, end of February. It all kind of rolls together. But what, the Senior Bowl is like two weeks from now, something like that? No, Senior Bowl is a month from now. (laughs) It's after the Super Bowl. That's what it is. No, it's before the Super Bowl. Before the Super Bowl. The week before. Yeah, so it, senior, okay. it goes yeah, Senior Bowl. You know, it goes Senior Bowl, NFL Pro Bowl, then Super Bowl on the twelfth. That's great. Can't wait. <laughs> February twenty seventh to March sixth is yes. when the combine yes. is. I don't know, man. I feel like though anyway. And then the pro day will probably be late March to early April, based upon the past pro days that Shepard has held. I have not seen an official date though. Anyway, the point is that I think that the combine invite would have already came or would be coming very soon. So I don't I don't know if he could get that after playing in one of those games because there's only so many guys they're going to invite to the combine. Exactly, I think 300 players is around the max that can be invited. Okay, then they probably already gotten close there. Uh, but also making I guess is the honorable mention list. So the way the D two. Uh, Elite 100 team works is you got an offensive player of the year, which not shocking to anybody. Who is it? Matosha. Yeah. Defensive player of the year, not shocking. Who is it? The Ferris State player. Caleb Murphy. Murphy. Coach of the year, uh, Tony Anise, Ferris State's head coach. So then they have the first team, which can, includes those players and then the other players. And then they have the second team. And then they also have the squad, which is basically the honorable mentions. But they have a lot per uh, to go around. But uh, in the receiver core, Gerard Bowie, uh, you know, from Concord, from Martinsburg native, Martinsburg alumni, he makes it as an honorable mention. And he's one of the few uh, only juniors on this list. So be interesting to see him potentially jump up into the Elite 100 team as a senior 
not yeah. just on the squad, uh, on a first or second team. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I was trying to get Nick. Nick, you're a shepherd. You're the shepherd guy. You gotta get I kind of tuned out for a second, if I'm being honest. But you can't tune out. We're in the show. I man. thought you were talking about Gerard Bowie. He was. Yeah, he doesn't play for Shepard. No, That's but true. you're the, you're college guy over here. Oh, now he's changing it. Don't now he's changing my role. I mean, I didn't watch Gerard Bowie play this season. I know he had a great year. That's true. 1,600 yards or something like that. And uh, he was a productive player for Concord, but in terms of... Concord. Yeah. See, I can't say their name, so I didn't want to... All right. How we talk about the Cotton Bowl yesterday? I, yeah, sure. Yeah, Too that was lame. a great game. Makes a big comeback in the ball game against USC, I believe, down 14 at least at, at one point. They make the comeback. They get the historic win. They go from 2-10 and 10 to 12-2. and two. Historic run for um, Tulane in the Goodyear Cotton Bowl. 46-45 victory in what was a great ending to a game. Look at the Rose Bowl. Uh, Penn State over Utah, 35-21. Uh, LSU all over Purdue shouldn't have even made a bowl game 63 to 7 uh 22nd ranked Mississippi State wins it for coach Leach 19 to 10 victory uh did you guys see the end of that the wild scoop and score yeah that was pretty cool that was cuz that also made him cover too but speaking of all this we need to find out our first place person call? for Capital 1 Bowl Mania because all we see is their ESPN group entry name and no first or last name for the person. Could be some random person that doesn't even that watch That it the is. Show. That's true, too. But if you are a person that does watch our <laughs> sports mix or tune into our sports mix and you are ESPN 389-49656. Um, or Streeters c- Readers. Because you're in first right now, and if you win... Obviously, congratulations, and we're going to try to get you something. Also tied for first is Streeters Ritos. I'm in third place, and then I'm in fourth. Uh, citrus flavored citrus flavored cheese. It's apparently Colin. He's yeah. in fourth place. Uh, is this Andrew Rogers, Nick, at fifth place? Andrew five four. I would guess so. Yeah. Tyler Kennett in there. Nick, Tyler Kennett, and uh, Nick and Tyler Kennett tied for sixth. Uh, somebody named Everybody Hearts the Mayo Bowl never made any entries, sadly. Uh, and then Colin's, my dad's in last. Colin's dad's technically in last, but for people that picked. But yeah, we need to grow this thing next year because there's only one left. And it's too so. late now, but yeah, I don't know who it is. Yeah, I want it could be me for all you know. It's I might not. have two entries. Nope, you can't have two entries. You're cheating. Uh, shall see. We shall see. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, that will do. You know it. Who it might be? It might be Zimmer. I feel like Zimmer would have an account that's just like a bunch of random numbers. <laughs> I could definitely see that. That will do it for this segment one. of the sports mix. Uh, we'll be back after this two-minute break, and uh, we'll uh, get into uh, Sunday or Monday night football from last night. The tragic situation involving Demar Hamlin. We'll also talk Donovan Mitchell's historic game, and uh, we'll do that after we get back. After this two-minute break, you're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. When kids are small, we tend to spend most of our time saying no instead of yes. 
As our parents and grandparents age, we sometimes say no to visits instead of yes. Life can be overwhelming and sometimes it's nice to say yes to making memories and starting a future by playing the West Virginia Lottery. You're saying yes to tomorrow's leaders and today's seniors and furthering the beauty of the Mountain State. When you play, you say yes to West Virginia. The Classical Christian Academy at Bethel is helping create extraordinary futures. So we've seen improvements in, in our boys on the, as I said, arithmetic, reading and writing. I worked in the county, I worked in public school, and that's what I knew. Um, and I knew I wanted to be able to give her more. So I would recommend this to anyone. You know, our daughter has thrived here. Um, the, the family-like environment is exactly what she needed. The Classical Christian Academy at Bethel in Martinsburg, equipping children to lead lives of significant impact. Faced with an unplanned pregnancy, Abacare can help. Located at 319 South Raleigh Street in Martinsburg, Abacare Pregnancy Resource Center provides free and confidential medical services, including pregnancy testing, ultrasounds, and options education. An appointment at Abacare includes a private consultation with a nurse where you can ask her any questions to help you make an informed decision. Call 304-726-6582 or visit abbacare.org, abacare.org. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you, and uh, you know, we're going to get into this tough topic on the show today. I I was personally not watching the game. I tuned into the WVU game, and then I was going to tune over. I was trying to get my honestly trying to get my sports done for the night um and you guys are sending messages in the group chat and i'm kind of very confused right yeah the timeline it, it for a, this it was a uh what eight fifty five p.m they let me try and find our one hamlin text. um and you Higgins said went 12 minutes after it happened in 907 you said this is scary af I'm just yeah, going to leave yeah, it at that. Yeah. And then I, I didn't know what was. was going on. I had no clue what was going on because I wasn't watching. And I said, were you scared that WVU lost, basically? Yeah. And then you said no. I wasn't something that I cannot repeat the over yeah. the radio. And it then Nobody's perfect. Avery Newport, shout out Avery Newport up in Maryland. He goes, they're giving CPR to a player right now. He collapsed on the field. So, And then Colin, point, voice of reason immediately after says i don't know how they can keep playing after this nick goes they won't and we were correct yeah uh but sad situation up in cincinnati um where safety damar hamlin uh was making a tackle had blunt force trauma to the chest gets up after the tackle and then just collapses he's out out cold, and then they, they revive him, basically, and he has his heartbeat restored. And he's in critical condition currently right now at the Cincinnati Hospital. 
Um, but just a crazy kind of shoe of events where they had to bring out the – they were doing CPR live on the field. They had to bring out an AED. They brought out an ambulance. It was just kind of a crazy situation. And, you know, I want to give big kudos to ESPN. The way that they covered it, the way they kept kind of trying to update everything and not going to random programming. Because if this was a weather delay, they would just go to random programming. But, you know, they they kept on the air and then they were on the air. Probably the game broadcast, I think, was on the air till. Probably ten fifteen hour. Probably ten fifteen ish. Hour and a half. Yeah. I think it was just after they officially announced the game as being postponed or halted at ten o one p.m. So they sent it over to Scott Van Pelt in D.C. for his uh, you know Sports Center live from D.C. and uh, he had as he always does on after Monday night games Ryan Clark and I think that that kind of was just great. But during when they were going back and forth during the game, they had the studio. With, um, why am I forgetting her name? Susie Colber? Probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Susie Colber, Adam Schefter, and Booger McFarlane. And, and Burger, Booger was, as a former player there, I think brought up a lot of good points and, and, you know, was very solemn about the situation. And then when they shifted to Sports Center with SVP, Ryan Clark brought up a lot of good points. And, you know, Ryan Clark has been through. Yeah, it, it was tremendous all around on the coverage in a very difficult situation that you're never prepared to be in and nobody ever wants to be in that situation covering something as uh, scary as a moment of as that was last night. So hats off to them and also obviously hats off and a big thank you, great job to the medical yeah. personnel that are currently helping Hamlin as well as those at the stadium who were in time to help save this 24-year-old man's life on the field is something that you you never expect going into any sporting event or any situation at all in life is to be prepared to be a hero, obviously, but hope that you don't truly have to use it at a time like that but fortunately they did and fortunately he even though is still in critical condition last we heard alive so yeah his family uh let me see if i can pull up this statement the family of uh damar released a statement let me see if i can find the said statement i believe i saved it so i gotta go back here um they released a statement from the family of DeMar Hamlin. On our on behalf of our family, we want to express our sincere gratitude for the love and support shown to DeMar during this challenging time. We are deeply uh, moved by the prayers, kind words, and donations from fans around the country. We also want to acknowledge the dedicated first responders and healthcare professionals at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center who have provided exceptional care to DeMar We feel so blessed to be part of the Buffalo Bills organization and have their support. We also want to thank Coach Taylor and the Bengals organization for everything they've done. Your your generosity and compassion means the world to us. Please keep Lamar in your or Damar, excuse me, in your prayers. We will release updates as soon as we have them. Thank you, the Hamlin family. And what that talking about Coach Taylor was? There's a video of Coach Taylor going to the hospital. 
Zach Taylor, the Bengals head coach, going to the hospital and checking on him after he left the stadium. Yeah, which I think is very powerful just to show what football is. No matter – you're the opposing coach, and you go and check on the guy. Yeah, it's a very uh, scary situation. Certainly hoping the best for uh, DeMar Hamlin and his family is uh, in your thoughts and prayers. But, um, you know, obviously football is a violent sport. Um, and we see injuries like this typically being head injuries is the concern. Uh, but in this case, it seems like it was some sort of heart issue. Cardiac uh, arrest. Right. With uh, – you know, the hit to the chest there. And it was a very weird play because it looked like just a normal football play. And then he got up and then stumbled and, and fell over. And uh, just like something you never really seen before uh, with an NFL injury or a football injury in general. But, um, you know, I did see that on Twitter that if you're going to have something like this happen, there's two places that would be the best. And it's the hospital and uh an NFL stadium because of how much medical support staff is at the stadium. So, I mean, hopefully things end up uh, working out and he's able to get back to normal soon. But uh, I think it's a super scary situation. One of the best things that could be possible is that uh, where they were, UC Medical Center, what I was reading last night, is they're a level one trauma center. Mm-hmm. And they have the best doctors in the world on call 24-7. So... That's kind of make you feel a little bit better. Also, one thing that made me kind of feel better was uh, that they were waiting for his mom to come down from the stands in the ambulance. Because if he was really about to pass away, they wouldn't have waited. Yeah. They would have just gone. I guess that's a possibility. It was was a more dire situation where he needed to get to the hospital they would have right, if, had some, like the they would have had a police they officer. Yeah, they would yeah. have had a police officer wait, not let her, you know, wait an extra fifteen minutes because I, I can't. I don't know the timeline of exactly when he got in the ambulance, but the ambulance didn't leave the stadium until after nine thirty-five, which is forty mm-hmm. minutes after it happened. So, I just think it, it, it just you know it was a good, it's a good sign at that point. Yeah. Uh, but as we continue kind of with the night of sports last night, Cavs Donovan Mitchell, he scored a franchise record 71 points um, in an overtime victory uh, for the Cavaliers. Um, his most by an NBA player in 17 years. So, But he had this to say at the end of his press conference. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I want to say I'm um, – Prayers up for the for the Bills' safety, man. I, I heard about it. I didn't see it, but, you know, I wish him and his family were praying for him, all of us in the locker room. Kevin Love actually hit me on it and made sure we, we all want to, from the Cavalier organization, we want to wish the best and, and pray and if everything goes well. So, And that's just kind of what sports is. Sports, no matter what kind of sports, it transcends the actual sport of the family that a sport is. Yeah, I mean, Donovan Mitchell scoring 71 points was – pretty incredible we don't see that very often uh you know kobe was the last one to hit 80 with his 81 point game so uh you know very impressive game for mitchell but i think uh too just you know kevin loves just a really good leader so that's cool that i guess that he was um wanting the Cavs to make a statement um about it and uh 
Yeah, I didn't see much of Mitchell's game, but obviously hearing about that performance, I mean, that's yeah, pretty incredible in overtime. So. It was yeah. the most points by any player since Kobe Bryant had 81 against Toronto on uh, January 22nd, 2006. Yeah, and I think what it's Walt Chamberlain that has the other like four times in history that it's happened in the NBA. So obviously yeah. you got to give credit where credit's due. It was just unfortunate that it's being overshadowed by something as uh, scary and tragic as what we saw in the football field last night, but still something positive in the sports world that you don't get to see yeah. too often. All so. too often. It was right. a great job. Well, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll talk Wizards. They play the Bucks once again tonight, and then the Capitals face off against the Sabres. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Lost this is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stephen Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Panhandle Printing and Design is your full-service local print shop. With over 50 years of combined experience, we know how to handle all of your printing and design needs. We can handle anything, from small business cards to wrapping large vehicles. Our in-house design team can do it all. As a staple of this community, we love helping people promote their events, businesses, and anything they're passionate about. Envision, create, and bring your ideas to life with Panhandle Printing and Design. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part... By the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343. Or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. 
Did you see what I did there, Colin? Oh, yeah. Just wait until you uh, see what I did later around uh, like 1 p.m. on TV 10. Huh? You'll see. What are you doing? Nothing. It's playing clips of Spencer falling at random places. Yeah, the best moments of 2022, Spencer Dupuis. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, we you didn't we got hear a, about that. You didn't hear about the special? Yeah. 1 p.m. after the all right, Wizards in action tonight, 8 p.m. Thank, Thank you. 8 p.m., they take on the Milwaukee Bucks. The Wizards, uh, what are they, winners of five straight now? Uh, Yes. They winners of five straight now. Spot. Back in a playoff. Really? Well, that's odd. That's play odd in. to say. Play in. Play in. Play in, probably. Uh, yeah, but they're coming off their fifth straight win, and it was a blowout win. Against none other than the Milwaukee Bucks, who they'll play tonight, and which is weird because they play two road games at Milwaukee back to back, just a day in between. Will Milwaukee have Giannis Antetokounmpo back, Chris Middleton, as well as Drew Holiday? Maybe, most likely. Maybe, most likely. I don't know. I don't. I don't have. But if they if they have him back, I don't necessarily know that you can get a win. I mean, you can. You're, I you're think capable. they do. You Man, think the Wizards go yeah. for a six-game win streak? He's listed as probable Giannis's. I think Washington gets the win. Why not? Probable, probably going to play. I just think it's funny because before the win streak, we were looking at the upcoming schedule and saying, when is Washington going to win again? Because of how tough it actually has been in the before the win streak with the upcoming schedule that they had. But they hurt us, and now they're doing all right. I guess they did hear us? Yeah, I mean... The NBA teams get hot, teams get cold at times. The Wizards do this, though. I feel like the Wizards are kind of a mid-tier NBA team, so they have the ability to compete with some of the top teams at times if they play like their absolute best. Or in this case, the other night, um, Milwaukee was, you know, without most of its scoring and, and top players, uh, but. They also have the ability to look like one of the worst teams in the league like they did prior to this win streak. So we'll see if uh, Washington can find a way into the playoffs this year. And, uh, you know, what do they want to do with the, with the direction of the team is still kind of up in the air. So we'll see how they uh, play tonight against what looks like will be a more formidable Milwaukee team. Yeah. Uh, the Capitals, they're back in action tonight at 7 p.m. They are they take on the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, they could get TJ Oshie back tonight, Colin. Did you see that? I like the sound of that. I did not see that, but I always love TJ Oshie being out there with the Capitals, who dominated last game. Hopefully they can, I guess not obviously repeat, because you're not going to score nine goals every single night, but keep the offense going and maybe score three plus goals a game is something that would be nice so they're trending in the correct direction right now which is always happy because for you and me spencer it's hockey season now it is with washington uh peter lavalette on tom wilson and nick backstrom quote they're working so they look good to me they're really skating hard and working hard out here and so i like i said they're moving in the right direction 
trending in the right direction, end quote. Hopefully we'll see them sooner rather than later because that would be welcome with the way that this team's playing. You bring back two big pieces, that'd be huge to continue the momentum that they've brought into this 2023 year. But that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Tune in tonight as EPAC Conference play opens in boys' hoops. Martinsburg travels to Jefferson. We'll have that for you. 7.30 is the tip-off. 7 p.m. pregame show on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10. WRNR TV on YouTube. Uh, But for Colin, Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you tonight and tomorrow on another edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR Martinsburg. 